0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast. It's been a little while, hasn't it? It's really been a little while since we did one of these audio shows. And I i wouldn't say I regret that because I've been doing lots of other exciting stuff, but I'm keen to go back to this format and put out these podcasts on a more regular basis onto YouTube but also onto the podcast networks as well because I think that the audio format works particularly well for certain types of of topic and I don't always want to go on video to be honest. You know what it's like, especially when you get to my age, you know, bags under the eyes, all of that. Sometimes you just want to hide. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to hide behind the recording equipment and put out this audio episode. So What are we talking about today? Right, so we're talking about older guys in the dating marketplace. And I'm going to go through a list of seven things that older guys need to know about modern contemporary dating. And they're partly things that guys need to know about the marketplace itself, about the realities of dating in 2022. But some of them are things that guys need to understand about themselves as well. So it's a little bit of a mixture. I've picked out seven things. So we're going to go through the list and I'm going to talk about each one in turn. Now, it might be that if this gets some traction and people like this subject matter, that we do another one of these because I'm sure, in fact, I'm certain, that there is a lot more that we could cover. But these seem to me to be seven. Things about modern dating that I think older guys would really do well to bear in mind. So I suppose before we we uh, crack into it, I guess we should also define our terms a little bit, which is what teachers always told me to do at school when I was writing an essay. You need to define your terms. So what are we talking about, or what am I talking about when I'm talking about an older guy? Well, quite clearly. I'm talking about myself because I am an older guy. I'm in my late 40s now, which is a horrendous realization for anybody. But there it is. There you go. So I've been on the planet for probably far too long, really. And um, so I'm qualified, I think, to talk about this, I certainly have clients and deal with people who are who are older than me, people in their 50s, 60s, and occasionally even beyond that. But I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore. And one thing I've noticed about this space, the space that gives advice for self development and relationships and dating to guys, is that there isn't a lot of decent quality content that's being created specifically for older guys. And that is a void that I would very much like to fill. So, obviously, hence today's show. So, older guys, really. I am talking really about guys who are 40 plus. Okay, really, I'm talking about 40 plus. Now, I could be a little bit lenient and say, actually, all right, let's move that back just a little bit to 35 plus. So 35 plus um, on the outside and 40 plus is is really the sweet spot of the, the guys that I'm talking about here. So late 30s into your 40s. That's what I'm defining here as an older guy. Now, I can already see people throwing potatoes and tomatoes at the screen and saying, oh, you know, I'm not older. I'm only 35. 35 is pretty young. But what I'm talking about is a guy who's no longer in the first flush of youth. And crucially, what I'm talking about, and I'm directing this content at, is guys who may well have already been married. And guys who may well already have kids, okay? And by the time you're 35, that is certainly possible. Not to say everyone does, of course, but it's certainly possible that by the age of 35, you've actually been through a marriage. You've been through quite a long-term marriage or relationship. Perhaps you have children, and maybe you've come out the other side. Mm, nice cup of English tea. I'm in London at the moment, by the way, so... Hence a cup of English tea. So yeah, 35-ish, certainly by your 40s. A lot of guys that I know who are that kind of age, either they're in marriages or long-term relationships, or they have been, and now they're divorced or separated. And they are gingerly going out into the world again and trying to find their way on the dating scene. Now, when you then factor in clients that I've met and worked with as well... I've worked with a whole array of guys who are older and who've come out of divorces or separations. And they're blinking like deer in the headlights, surveying the new scene around them, the new dating scene. And on some cases, in some cases, some of these guys haven't dated for 20 or 30 years. I mean, it's a long time. It's a long time to be back out there and thrown back into the fray and not really know what you're doing or how best to approach this and everything else. So that's primarily who I'm talking to. But as with all of the content that I do, I believe this will be useful to the casual listener as well. You may not be anywhere near that age yet, but these things will still apply to some degree. And also, unfortunately, we're all only going in one direction. We're all only getting older one day at a time. So at some point, you will be in your late 30s. You will be in your 40s. You will even be in your 50s uh, unless you're unlucky and you uh, pop off earlier than that. So this stuff is gonna have relevance to you at some point. But I was thinking specifically about a couple of clients that I've worked with over the last year. And you know, one of them had been in a very, very long marriage, come out the other side, very successful guy, very accomplished guy, intelligent, urbane, well-spoken, interesting, lots of interesting hobbies etc. And yeah, but came out into dating. And he was kind of clueless, not clueless in a bad way. I don't mean to say that in a judgmental or detrimental way. But um, he was certainly not prepared, I don't think, for what hit him with dating. So with all of that said, let's crack into it. Things, seven things that older guys need to bear in mind when they are considering modern dating. Okay, the first one, tech is omnipresent, all right? Tech is omnipresent. What do I mean by that? Well, look, and this is something we all know, really, but it needs to be restated and it can't be underlined enough how important this is. Technology now rules our lives in a way that it never did before what am I talking about? I'm talking about smartphones. I'm talking about apps. I'm talking about WhatsApp. I'm talking about Instagram. I'm talking about Tinder. I'm talking about Bumble. I'm talking about Hinge. I am talking perhaps about TikTok. I'm talking about all of these, these applications and the technology that underpins them that have really just changed the world or to, to become almost unrecognizable in the space of a few decades. Now, if you were like a uh, this guy that I worked with earlier in the year, if you were somebody who was married, who has been married for 30 years, then when you came into the dating marketplace the first time, you didn't have to bother with any of this stuff. The nearest that you would get to some sort of automated version of dating would be uh, something that used to be called a dating agency, where you'd go in and it was an office and they had files and cards and things like that. And they match you up manually. Um, Now, of course, all of that is done within a little app called Tinder, where they throw a load of different images of women that you may or may not like in front of you. And you get to say if you like them or not. And the women also say whether they like you or not. And a lot of the time they don't, (laughs) as we all know, Um, because Tinder is kind of oversaturated and it's not really, in most cases, the best forum for guys To use, There are caveats to that, but we'll get into that in another show. So the first thing that you need to recognize as an older guy is that technology is now running the world and technology is is omnipresent. And all girls pretty much in all countries, certainly that I've been to, use most of the applications that I've been talking about. Most of them are on, if they're not on WhatsApp, maybe they're online, maybe they're on Viber, but they're going to be on some sort of messaging service, generally speaking. Many, many, many women, probably most women are on Instagram as well as Facebook and possibly even Twitter, Uh, maybe TikTok, increasingly TikTok for for younger people in particular, and dating apps as well. A lot of them are going to be on dating apps. So you need to be aware of that and you need to not be scared of it. I think that's the important thing. You don't want to be scared of this tech, but you do want to start to explore it, and start to dip your toe in the water a little bit. So if you don't have Instagram, or you've never had Instagram, or maybe you do have Instagram, but it's just got a few old pictures on it and you don't really use it very much, it's worth you spending just a few minutes a day fiddling around with it, looking through it, maybe adding some friends on there, putting some new content on there, some new pictures, a story or two, just to get the feel of it, just to get the hang of it. Because what none of us want, and particularly if you're dating women who are younger than yourself, and entirely up to you, I'm not saying you you should or should not do that, but if you are dating women who are younger than you, they are going to expect that you have some sort of online presence, okay? So familiarize yourself with the apps, the ones that I've mentioned, the social media apps, and the dating apps, the, the major dating apps, which are basically Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble, have a look at them, have a play around, familiarize yourself, start giving it a go, because you need to become savvy with this stuff to some degree. I mean, even if in the end, you say, look, you know what, Instagram, it's not for me. I, I hate it. I'm not never going to use it. But you need to at least demonstrate that you kind of know about it, you know what it is. Because the last thing that anybody wants is some old boomer who is just clearly completely out of sync with what's happening in society in the world in general at the moment. Okay. So be aware of the technology, start to learn how to use it, play around with it, and it will open opportunities for you. You know, it will open opportunities for you if you start to to use these things. I don't recommend people just use dating apps. I think that's a pretty bad strategy for dating for guys these days of any age. But, you know, at the same time, it Kind of makes sense to be on them, particularly if you're traveling around. Have a little swipe, see who's around. You might unlock some possibilities, okay? So point number two, women want excitement above all, okay? Now, it's easy to forget this point, particularly, I think, if you are an older guy who's been in a relationship for a long time, and that relationship has been... Based on a fairly traditional model of you being the provider, maybe not the financial provider, but you you know—you are the, the man of the house, you do certain chores, you look after her, she looks after you in a different way, and it's all very uh, traditional in that sense. When you go back out into the dating market, it's very easy to have that view of relationships still in your head to have that template of relationships still in your head. And then you think, okay, well, I've just got to show this prospective girl that I am potentially a good provider, that I've got my life together, that I've got money, that I can do this for her, do that for her, etc. And I'm not saying those are bad things. And I'm not saying that they aren't seen as attractive by some women at certain points in their lives. But overwhelmingly these days really women want excitement they want that next new shiny thing they want somebody who is a little bit intriguing who they're fascinated with who they question who they wonder about okay and in my view and in my experience it's far more important that you become that sort of guy rather than you foreground the characteristics you have that make you into you know, a solid life partner, you may become her solid life partner in the future, if that's what you want, and if you guys hit it off. But at the beginning, it's far more profitable for you to show yourself to be somebody who is exciting, who's got a bit of an edge to them, okay? Because bear in mind, we live in a world that is basically ruled by entertainment. We have the entertainment industry in our pockets now with our smartphones. We can watch movies on our smartphone. We can listen to music. We can listen to the radio, if anybody does that anymore. We can watch YouTube. We can watch videos made by people all over the world. We have Netflix. We have the other streaming services with these big blockbuster box set uh, TV shows that are running all the time. And people get really hooked in and addicted to those. We are all much more than before, I believe addicted to entertainment okay and to some extent and i'm not saying be a dancing monkey i'm not saying you have to be a some jester maxing performer but to some extent you're competing with those other forms of entertainment that she has as a guy sad to say it so you've got to have something about you and it's much better to be ticking the box of oh this guy's kind of edgy there's something exciting about him than it is oh, you know, I've got a very stable job and I've got a really good 401k and, you know, you should look at me because I'm a very good prospect, young lady. That's not the way you want to be going. And we're going to talk a little bit more about worldly accomplishments in a couple of points time. But number three is that social skills are learned through trial and error and through daily implementation, all right? Social skills are learned through trial and error and daily implementation. Now, if you think back to our recently separated, recently divorced guy who's been off the market for 15, 20, 25, 30 years, he hasn't really had to flex his social skills muscles. Perhaps he has at work events or at parties private private parties private functions things family events things like this but as far as male female relations are concerned he hasn't had to, to flex those muscles all right so you are going to have to get used to being social and not just social you're going to have to get used to being super social all the time or pretty much all the time okay this has to just be a facet of your life that becomes habitual. It's just part of you. It's just something you do. Okay. Now, if it's the case that you've been sitting in an office for the last 30 years, and you've had a wife, and you you haven't really been out and socializing with women, particularly maybe younger women or women from a different sort of social background to you, you're going to have to start practicing. There's no easy way around this. There's no quick fix. There's no hack of, oh, just do this one thing, and you will be Uh, fluid conversationally with any woman from any background. It just doesn't work like that. It has to be trial and error. And you have to forgive yourself, okay? You have to forgive yourself for the mistakes that inevitably you're going to make. You have to forgive yourself for the embarrassments that you might suffer when it kind of goes slightly wrong and you say something you wish you hadn't said. And then when you go back to the hotel later, you think, oh, if, if only I hadn't have said that. You're going to have to start to forgive yourself and be kind to yourself because you need to make this habitual. And the only way to make it habitual is to practice it as a habit. (laughs) You've got to just keep doing it, right? So, And the way that you are going to improve your dating life, ultimately, yeah, you can have a go on the apps and so on and so forth. But ultimately, really, it's going to be socializing and being super social with people the whole time that is going to bring new people into your life new women into your life okay and so it's just something you're gonna have to start and you're gonna have to get used to now perhaps you might not be aware of this but the vast majority of guys that i work with get better results from face-to-face socializing than they do from dating apps all right so i know guys who use tinder and they get pretty good results And I use I know a lot of guys who use Tinder and get extremely bad results, but all of them pretty much to a man will say the results that I get meeting in real life as opposed to on an app are better. Okay, you're going to meet a higher, high quality, you're, (laughs) you're going to meet uh, women who are more in line with the sort of person that you're looking for. When you go face to face. Okay. And I believe there are a a number of reasons for that. I think some of it's a bit indefinable because there's a certain chemistry that obviously one experiences face to face that you just can't gauge over an online application. But also on a very simple level, you gain extra points in her mind, in her eyes, if you have the confidence just to walk up and be yourself and say hi and start a conversation in a confident manner. It really does give you a few extra points that you wouldn't have on that dating app. Because on the dating app, you haven't got a lot of standout, really. Unless you're incredibly good looking and ripped and all the rest of it. Because, let's be honest, the dating apps are visual media. Or actually, I suppose we could say that they are a visual medium. So, you've got to look outside of that and meeting face to face, it does give you a certain degree of standout. Okay, it's a bit like when I worked in sales, you could try to make a sale over the phone. You could try to make a sale over email, you could just email somebody and say, Hey, here's the product. What do you think? Let me I'll come back to you if you've got any questions and blah, blah, blah. But salespeople always know from practicing their craft from practicing their trade, that the best results you're going to get are the results of a face to face meeting. Okay, and this is why meeting people in real life is so important. It's why the pandemic and the zoom meeting culture that we all got into was a bit of a disaster, well, disaster is a strong word, it was great that we had zoom, and it was great, we have that technology, but really, to make business run to make socializing run, you need to have that face to face element, you need to have that in real life element, okay. And the same is absolutely true for dating. So you need to get used to developing social skills if they're not up to par at the moment and you need to be doing it regularly, okay? Point number four, and this kind of relates back a little bit to point number two about women wanting to feel excitement is that your career status and to some extent your money really doesn't mean anything in the dating marketplace, okay? And you certainly don't want to lead with money for a couple of reasons. But let's cover the first point first. Your career means nothing in dating. Again, we were working with a very high value guy, very, very wealthy, uh, very accomplished in his career recently. And we were going around and he was meeting different women and having these different interactions with the women. Okay. Okay. They didn't give a monkey's about his career. Okay. This was a sort of top boardroom type guy. He was a CEO. The women didn't give a monkey's about that. Okay. Because outside of the boardroom, outside of his sphere of influence, to them, he was just another dude. And this is when people will talk about c- circumstantial, being a circumstantial alpha or having circumstantial influence, in in a particular sphere, in a particular milieu, you may be deemed to be a top-tier guy, okay? You're the boss, you are the manager, you're the CEO. In that context, you are seen as a high-value guy, and people respect you, and people defer to you. But take you out of that environment, and you don't have that respect, you don't have that deference, okay? Okay? And to be honest, even saying to somebody, and I would never recommend anybody does this, but even verbally saying to somebody, oh, actually, did you know I'm the CEO of this major company, is not really going to have much of an effect unless you meet a girl who's just a massive gold digger and she's, you know, she, she's only going to be swayed by that. And that's not the kind of person you want to be meeting, okay. In most cases, if you're at the bar or you're at the party or you're at the club or At the coffee shop or whatever it is, and you go in and say, oh, you know, I run this major Fortune 500 company, you're going to look like a bit of a dick. And it's not going to translate very well. Because remember, show not tell, right? You want to show influence and power. You don't want to have to tell somebody about it. Okay. So your career in general is not going to make a lot of difference. Now money, yes, I know money is a very much discussed topic, fraught topic, And people think, or some guys think, oh, it's all about money. And if you've got money, great, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Every woman is going to like you. That's not true. And we know that from experience from working with lots and lots of guys, guys who are very rich. But regardless of that, you don't want to lead with money. You don't want to go in and sort of try to show off about how much money you've got, because that is just going to attract, again, the wrong type of person you're going to get gold diggers and that's not what you want all right the next one as an older guy your market value persists if you stay in shape okay and i just wanted to do a shout out here for what they call looks maxing okay you may as well looks max right go to the gym watch what you eat stay in shape if you want to go and have some cosmetic type procedures if you want to have a bit of botox obviously get a good haircut you want to have a bit of botox do it you want to have a bit of filler do it you want to get your skin sorted out do it okay do all of these things because you know and people think that we say looks don't matter looks absolutely matter of course and the older you get then you just need to be maintaining right because you don't have youth on your side but if you do look after those things. And you're in good nick, then your run rate, or sorry, your your runway for dating success is a lot longer. And the um so you've got to look after your looks. I would say looks, Max, absolutely. Get good clothes, good grooming, good style. And then going on to the next point, point number six: a lot of women like older men. Okay? It's no deep, dark secret, but it's true that a lot of women like older men. I saw it expressed well online somewhere last year. The person, I think it was on a forum, and the person was saying he didn't know the exact proportions, but his estimation was that a very large minority of women actively like older men. So you might not be talking about, you're not talking about 60%, but you might be talking about 47 percent you know we're talking about quite a large minority of women actively like older guys now again this isn't a podcast to say oh you should be dating younger women and or anything like that the good thing about being older is you you have more of a, a, a choice because you probably find you know younger women attractive but there are also women nearer to your old age and you to your own age sorry and so you've got that wider selection if you like so date who you want, but. Um, in terms of dating younger women, the outlook is actually pretty good because a lot of women like older guys. And again, going back to point five, if you look after yourself, you look after your looks, et cetera, et cetera, then it's going to put you in a very good position indeed. And point number seven, finally, geomaxing or travel is your friend. Okay. Okay. We talked a lot about travel. I go on James Tusk's channel a lot. We talk a lot about travel. I was recently in Mexico and I was in Colombia, obviously last year in uh, the former Soviet Union and uh, Eastern Europe. Um, I would say Colombia as an older guy, absolutely fantastic for dating. I would say Mexico, pretty damn good as an older guy. Remember, you don't have to prove the naysayers wrong, you this doesn't have to be an endurance sport, you don't have to go to the hardest place in the world, you know, try and make your dating life a success in Detroit, just to prove that you've got amazing game doesn't have to be like that, right? Um, Go somewhere where you're appreciated, go somewhere where you have value, somewhere like Colombia, okay, somewhere in Mexico, maybe Brazil, right, one of these places just go there, okay, don't make it any harder for yourself. Than it already is so i'll just run through the points again before we finish um, seven things for the older guy to understand about modern dating number one tech the apps are paramount number two women want excitement above all number three social skills are learned through trial and error and through daily implementation number four your career status and to some extent your money is nothing in the dating world. Number five, your market value as an older guy will persist if you stay in shape and you look after your looks and your style and all of that good stuff. Number six, a lot of women like older men. And number seven, travel is your friend. Okay, that's about it for this week. We will be back with another one of these shows next week. I do aim to make these regular again, so listen out for the next one. If you've got any suggestions for topics, let me know. Also, if you want free content from me, then get onto my daily email list, okay? My email list, I will leave the link in the description below. Get onto that email list. You will get free, absolutely free emails from me with advice stories, jokes, and behind the scenes footage. Okay. So get on that free email list. Doesn't cost you a penny. And that's it guys. Speak again very soon. Bye-bye.